Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey there. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about overnight success and easy success. And is it possible to have that kind of life? You know, I actually got the opportunity to sit down with Dr. Dale Carnegie Bronner this last weekend, and me and my family were having this discussion about overnight successes. And it actually brought back up an episode that I wanted to do last year on this topic. And to be completely honest, I had moved on from it and totally forgot. And so maybe this is God's timing for us to hear this because it started me down a path that I had already researched and that I wanted to share with you guys on the Love Fiercely podcast, but honestly just hadn't gotten around to it. And, you know, one of the things that I think is very realistic for not just my generation, but for everybody is that most people have a strong desire to be successful. Many times we don't really know what it takes to be successful or how to pursue success. And I think that a lot of times because of this, we're confused and frustrated. And a lot of times we're building up our success, but it looks like failure and it looks like uh, we're not going anywhere. And what's actually happening though is we don't give our success enough time to actually build up to be successful. And it takes a very long time to become an overnight success. You know, for me, I think that God has a great plan for you in your life, but you have to be the one that chooses to go and get it. I don't believe that an overnight success exists. I don't believe that it's just something that comes easy to people. You know, what most people call an overnight success is actually someone who's worked very hard over time and it's exposed at a certain moment and we weren't in on the rest of the journey that led up to that moment. I think there's a difference between overnight success and an early success. You know, people tend to mistake the success of young people or young entrepreneurs as this sudden success. But the truth is, if you're a person that you see yourself as, you know, you're 30 or over, you have kids, you have a family, you're working really, really hard, and then you see this millionaire at the age of 19 or 25, and or they have this company or this thing that they've, they've come up with, usually, you know, you've worked really hard and you're trying to do something great. And stories of people like Mark Zuckerberg or Justin Bieber or different people that we can look to in the world, it seems almost frustrating to us But the truth is, is that while they had early success, they didn't just become a success overnight. There were years dedicated to learning and perfecting their craft. And, you know, during those times, they experienced disappointment and reinvention and finally success. You know, maybe they didn't endure decades where they had to face trial and error or where they had to feel like they're running on this treadmill where they're giving all their effort and they have this disappointment and this struggle and they're never finding the finish line. But I think that every single person's journey is different. And I think that it's very difficult whenever you start comparing your life to other people, when you start comparing your journey to other people, when you start thinking that, well, maybe you're not successful because 
you don't have it all or it didn't happen quick for you. Maybe this isn't a good idea or maybe this isn't what I should be focused on. And the truth of it is, is that, you know, Bo Bennett said, anyone who wants to sell you overnight success or wealth is not interested in your success. They are interested in your money. I think about those get rich quick schemes, you know, the the people that want to try to tell you like, take my program, buy this uh, template or do this and you're going to get rich or, you know, the multi-level marketing stuff, which I like multi-level marketing, but on a level, how they try to sell it to you is like, you're going to have this passive income, but you're going to have to work really hard to have any kind of passive income. Just like in life, you're going to have to work really hard to have something that is automated or something that is that is that looks easy to other people. And you know, Henry Sai said there's no substitute for hard work. There's no such thing as an overnight success or easy money. Tobias Latouk said it took about 10 years time for spot for Shopify to become an overnight success. You know, I don't know about you, but there's things in my life that I look at and I go, okay, I've been working on this for years. I've been focused on this for years. I've been developing this for years. And I feel successful in it, but I'm not seeing like a monetary value or I'm not seeing other people recognize it. And the thing that I know as a Christian is that, you know, it really does take my dedication and it takes me trusting God with the time that I'm developing to understand that he's not going to put me in a position that's going to be harmful for me. And he knows the exact time that things need to happen. He knows the exact people that need to be around me. And he knows exactly like what my hard work is doing in my life. You know, I think that a lot of people like to attach themselves to this idea of an overnight success or they have this desire, you know, I don't know, to to get rich quick or to do something fast. But the truth is is that nothing is ever quick. You have to grow. You have to learn what it takes to be mature in the areas that you need to mature in, and it takes patience. You know, I think I look at people like Tori Kelly, who, you know, didn't really get established until her older years. And when I say older, I mean like 20s, et cetera, like later 20s. And I I think, you know, there's this quote that she says, she says, I think with my journey so far, it never felt like an overwhelming overnight success story. I think that's good for me because I really got to take my time. Now, when thinking about that quote, I think about how you know, a lot of times in life, we want something quick, we want something fast. And whatever you're going to put into something is what you're going to get out of it. So if you're not putting very much time into it, your success, even though if it seems overnight or easy, it's not going to last very long. You know, um, Kevin Hart said, Hollywood has a way of making everything seem like an overnight success. And why, why would Hollywood or people or we, why would we want to look at something that way because it makes it seem possible for us. It makes us it makes it seem like, oh, well, we can make this happen for our life, but then guess what we do? We end up being frustrated and never seeing our success because we're frustrated why it hasn't happened yet, why it hasn't happened for me, why this hasn't taken off. Or maybe you've even had an idea that someone else has has also taken, maybe not from you, but it seems like that they are being more successful in something that you thought you could have been successful in. You know, I think that one of the things that Dr. Bronner said is things don't happen overnight, they happen over time. And he talked about this process, it's called anthology, and it's like the the study or the process of taking stones and laying them in a line. 
And he was talking about how there's things that only happen with time. And if you don't document that time, if you don't learn from that time, your success is going to be very small or short-lived. And, you know, he began to give us this process of, of success, of really like how to be a successful person, how to teach other people to be successful. And he said the first thing that we should do is never think like, what do I want to do for a living? But we need to think, what problem do I want to solve? And he was talking to my brother and sister-in-law about how they should talk to their children. They shouldn't say, what do you want to be when you want to grow up? He, he told them to ask them, what problem do you want to solve in life? What solution do you want to bring to the world? And then he gave us this process that was this five-step process. And it's, he said, first, you have to discover. You have to discover the things around you. You have to discover what's happening in the, in the culture and in the climate that you're in. And he said, the next thing is you, got to, you have to dream. Now, you can be discovering something, but if you don't ever dream and think and cast vision, you're never going to get to the point of being able to actually make it come to fruition. So... You have to discover first, then that enables you to dream. And the next thing is you design. So once you're dreaming and you're coming up with this dream, it has to start to take structure. It has to start to have a design and a direction. And I know that a lot of people get very caught up in this in this part because they have all these dreams, they start to try to design it and they can't find the next steps. And sometimes it just takes time. It takes longer than what we want. I don't know about you, but... There's a lot of things in my life that I've worked on, developed, and then put back down because it didn't take off how I wanted it to. And it's in that design phase that a lot of us get sidetracked. A lot of us get frustrated. A lot of us, you know, put the drawing board away and we think, well, this is just taking too much time. It must be a bad idea. But what if what you're putting into it is taking so long because it's something of high quality? Now, the cool thing is when you're a Christian is that you can ask God for wisdom and you can ask him for help. So whenever you're stuck, guess what? He's the inventor and the creator of all. So he wants you to be successful. He wants you to be able to create things because it gives him glory and it moves his kingdom forward in the earth. And especially if you're someone who's wanting to live for him and give back to the kingdom, I mean, why would God not be motivated to give you godly inspiration, to give you dreams and visions and to help you make those things happen? I think we have an assigned advantage for success on our life, but a lot of times we're not willing to pay the price in that processing time, and we actually we rip ourselves off of our own success because we don't want to take the time to design. We don't want to take the time to actually figure it all out and to wait sometimes for our moment. You know, then the next step was do it. Once you design it, you've actually got to implement it. I can't tell you how many times I've had this design, I've had this thought process, like just even recently, I was telling my sister about this song that I've been writing, and some of you guys might not even know that I write songs, but I've been writing songs since I was 10, and no one ever really taught me how to write songs. My brother-in-law kind of helped me shape what that looks like later on in my life, but it was just something that was in me. I loved writing poetry. I loved creating things, painting, being artistic. And you know, it's not a part of what I do in my job directly, but you know, internally and in my life, this is something that I like to do. It's an intrinsic part of who I am. Like I'm a creative person. So for me, those types of things, even though they're not my calling, they're a part of developing who I am as a creative person. You know, Tim Cook, he, uh, he's the one that leads Apple now. Uh, and he said, if you look at an iPod, an iPod wasn't viewed as a, success, as a success, but today it's viewed as an overnight success. The iPhone was the same way. People were writing about there's no physical keyboard 
obviously no one would want this phone. And now it's the phone that I'm, I have. It's the phone my husband has. It's a phone that everyone I know has that can afford it, to be completely honest. So we look at a design and we sometimes discount ourselves or other people. We have the wrong voices around us and we give up on it and we never do it. You've got to get the right people around you and you've got to get the right voice in your head. Not a voice of doubt, but a voice of belief, a voice of, I can do this. And sometimes it's only with the strength of God that you're going to be able to accomplish what God's put inside your heart. Because guess what? Sometimes we question God. We question what he's doing in our life. We question like, like, is this really a God idea or is this something that is just too big? You know, and I would just tell you like the dreams that God's put inside of you, if you can do them on your own, they're not a God idea. And if you want to do something great and you want to be successful, you're going to need a God idea to make it happen. You're going to need his power to make it happen. So after you've designed it and you do it, which you need God's help to implement it and do it and make sure you have the right people around you. The last step that Dr. Dale Bronner taught us was you have to document it. You see, here's the problem with our world. We... We like to look at things and look at little glimpses of stories and we think like, oh, they were just an overnight success. And you know, even people like Tori Birch, they say there's no such thing as an overnight success. I I could tell you quote after quote and story after story. You know, there's 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 stories that we look to that we know of them now, I guess, but like you've ever heard of James Dyson, the Dyson vacuum? You probably have. I personally own a couple of his items. They're they're one of the greatest companies, I think that exists in America. And you know, Dyson has become one of the most popular and successful vacuum manufacturers in the world thanks to the relentless and entrepreneurial spirit of its founder James Dyson. You know, Dyson is worth 5 billion dollars personally, not his company. This is something that he didn't acquire through luck. He knows a thing or two about failure. You know there were over 5,127 failed prototypes before his first model was even proven successful. This journey of success took him over 15 years. He is far from an overnight success. And while we look at his story and we think of all the times that we've even called it quits after dozens or or maybe even hundreds failed attempts and a few years worth trying, Dyson never gave up. You know, I think about other people like Bill Gates, you know, Bill Gates is the world's richest person and he's worth a reported $79.2 billion. And it's something that, you know, he's been at the top of this list for over 16 years, but he didn't magically become lucky and build up this massive fortune. He worked for it and he experienced many failures along the way. You know, a lot of his, his ideas didn't even make money. But instead, he looked at his, his failures as a learning experience. And I think about it, and I think, what if he picked up his next idea called Microsoft, and he thought, this one's just going to fail like the others? You know, what if he called it quits the day after he had failed the last time, and he didn't pick up this new idea? We wouldn't have the benefit of what we have today, of being able to operate how we operate because of his effort. You know, something that's funny, but, you know, Colonel Sanders, you know, we know Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's like all over the world now. But I think, you know, Colonel Sanders um, at age 56, it seems like he just became this overnight success when he founded Kentucky Fried Chicken, but it was hardly the case. His fried chicken recipe was rejected more than a thousand times, and he held a number of oddball jobs just from like 
things like a you know steam engine stoker to a gas station attendant before his entrepreneurial journey even began or started you know he founded this company that made lamps at one time and this company failed but it didn't stop him he believed in this chicken recipe which seems so dumb to me to be completely honest like having a dream of a chicken recipe and he started these roadside restaurants and later he saw this opportunity in franchising and now we look at Kentucky Fried Chicken and it's almost annoying how they're everywhere and you know sometimes we think like well having it all is all that matters but the truth is is that if you don't ever learn from like your mistakes if you don't ever learn from the things that you failed at you're never going to learn how to succeed and you know I think that Life is about making choices and when you choose an option, you're saying no to a lot of other options and you know, you can have what you want, but you can't have it all. You know, I think that, you know, we've heard this, you can't have your cake and eat it too, but I think that, you know, a lot of us, we want success without the work. We want a hack. We want a quick fix. We want the get rich quick. We want the overnight success, but the truth is, is that it doesn't happen Overnight, it happens little by little and it happens with a lot of effort and a lot of work. And I go back to this, this idea of the documentation or the anthology with the, with the stones because I just think that for my life, I've looked at people that are successful and I think like, well, how did you do it? You know, how, how did you get there? And I think a lot of people haven't documented their success well. And so people like us that were looking at these overnight successes, we don't have anything to follow we don't have any strategy to look at. So we think, well, it's just this random thing that happens to people sometimes. And I can't really be a part of that. But the truth is, is that these people, if they were to document their stories, you would see that an overnight success is a misconception. It doesn't exist. And I think that if we could document their stories, what you would see is they have this passion that they start out with. They have a frustration even. They want to answer a problem and they've got to figure out who they are and they have to figure out how they can be great based on who they are and the timing that they were born with the obstacles that they've been faced with. And whenever they fail, they don't become impatient or or shortcut minded or led by their feelings or short sighted because these are the things that are devastating to people who want to be successful. You cannot think that if you failed once or failed twice that you're done. Now, you may need to get some wise counsel around you and make some smarter decisions, but that doesn't mean that the the desire that God's put in your heart, that we often question, like, God, why have you put this in my heart if I'm not going to succeed? A lot of times what we miss is that we haven't incorporated him in our dream. And while God has this great plan for our life, we're trying to go get the plan and make the plan happen without him. So an overnight success, yeah, it doesn't exist But God's power can exist in every single one of your ideas and plans. So how do we make this happen? How do we make our dreams a reality? How do we become successful? I think we don't quit when things get hard. We don't look for the the quick path because we know that it's the narrow path that leads to success. It's the, it's the, the hard path where you have to actually work for it that develops your character. You know, working hard develops your character. Pain introduces you to your purpose. And I think for me, a lot of things that I'm using and doing in my life right now have been birthed out of my hardest moments and the moments where I've had to fight, the moments I've had to fight for myself, the moments I've had to fight for who I am, what I want, how I want God involved in my life. And today, 
If you're not involving God in your ideas, in your company, in your passion, you're missing it because he's the one that gave that to you. And he wants you to be more successful than you want to be successful. But if you're trying to do it on your own terms and you're trying to do it with your own wisdom and you're trying to do it in your own timing, you're going to miss it every time. And no matter how how strong you are, how much you can get back up, if you don't have God's power, you're only going to get so far. Yes, we have success stories that we can look at where we don't know if they're living by God's power, but I want something that's sustainable beyond this world. And I want something that, yeah, I only get what I put into something, but guess what? I can only put in so much, but God can put in so much more than what I can put in. He controls everything. He holds the whole world in his hands. He's the one that created means for wealth. He's the one that created knowledge. He created everything that we make things out of. Think about it. Everything that we make things out of is the earth and in our brain. (laughs) He's the one that knows how those things can function and work together and he can give you spiritual and dynamic insight that only he can give you because he's the one that created it. So today, if you're frustrated, if you're disappointed, if things haven't worked out for you, just know, number one, I love what Dr. Bronner said this week at Elevate Life Church. He said, if you're ending on a negative, it's not over because God never ends on a negative. There's always more with God. If you're in the negative space right now, just know that's not the end of God's plan because God always ends on a positive. So the enemy wants you to think that it's over. The enemy wants you to think that you're done. This idea is dead. This passion, this thing that you've been, that's on your heart, it's done. But that's not true because with God, he never ends on a negative. So maybe you haven't given that to him yet. Maybe it's your desire to find your spouse. Maybe it's your desire to do something great in life. Maybe it's your desire to go to a certain school or to, to have a certain friend or to have a certain opportunity with God. He never ends on a negative. So maybe you need to get your heart in alignment with God so you can start seeing those positive things come to fruition in your life. There's no such thing as an overnight success. There's no such thing as a get-rich-quick plan. But God has a great plan for your life. We just have to choose to involve him and go get it. God bless you. All right, so since I actually recorded this episode, um, I have been corrected lovingly by my husband Uh, because I didn't fact check the updated real-time list of who is the richest person in the U.S., which obviously changed since the last time I did my research. So for those of you that keep updated on like the Forbes 400, the number one richest person in the U.S. is Jeff Bezos. I'm pretty sure everyone knows what Amazon is. He's the founder of Amazon, which he has his own story. But currently, he actually is worth $152.8 billion. And Bill Gates is in the number two ranking at $100 billion, which is still a lot of money. So for those of you that are into facts, there are the facts. And that is now updated from my previous episode. I hope you still enjoyed it, even though that fact was a little bit off. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at KeelaCraftAmbrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at KeelaCraftAmbrose.